Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash. They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell. Dungeons and Debuckles starts now. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debuckles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master Kevin. Going around the table, Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia the Human Rogue. And John. I'm Alunidas, Elven Monk, Punchmaster Extraordinaire. And Shane. That's me playing Alexander the Human Bard. And Blake. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Elder Knight slash Wizard. And Anna. Hi, I'm Anna, and I'll be playing Vikala. The Swordmaster Extraordinaire uh, Drow Paladin. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So, the last time on Dungeons and Buckles podcast, you found yourselves in the town of Hedgedale on Raven's Night, which is an homage to the Raven Queen. Um, you were at a tavern and a famous bard that um, you are familiar with, um, Bartleby. Uh, entered the bar and started telling the tale of Jarek the Entertainer. After getting a lore drop of uh, what was going on with Jarek, which pertains to you personally, Alexander, as you are in possession of the dagger that is the main focus of the story, the cursed dagger um, that is inhabited by a demon named Ornan. So, after the tells, um, you asked Bartleby some questions about the story. Um, Yorish, which was Juliet's uh, cover name in the Isle of Insight, um, you caught up with Bartleby talking about the party outside the Isle of Insight that you used as a distraction to get the Amulet of Dominion. Um, at that point, Alexander went uh, around the town. Uh, exploring to see if he could find a fortune teller that was mentioned in the stories, but didn't really find anything other than parties and someone uh, retching on the uh, the side of a building. Um, so the next morning, you to uh, you all decided to get up, have breakfast, and uh, decided that you might try to get something done about this dagger to find the witch in the witching woods. Um, to either break Alexander of this curse or perhaps even destroy this dagger. Um, after making your way to the lake, uh, well, even before that, you started going around the town looking for Thieves' Cant, um, where you found a um, person selling textiles that had Thieves' Cant outside their business um, saying information. Uh, you went in and started asking about rumors about the uh, the witching woods and the, and the witch there. Um, 
the person running the business told you he just thought it was rumors, but for a price, he'd give you information and drew you a very detailed map of where you might be able to find this witch. So you follow the map, went past the lake, you go out into these super creepy woods um, that appear to be dying. Uh, as you went further in, uh, they became more and more dead, as you think there's probably some epicenter of uh, death in this woods that's creeping out where uh, things just don't want to live here. Um, after the sun went down, you came upon a clearing with a light inside of it. The rest of the party decided they were going to sneak up to the the edge of this clearing to see what was going on when uh, Luno just decided that he was going to ride the cart straight up in here. Uh, which is where you find yourselves now. So as you look around, you are going to... Can we get a map? Right now we're looking at the haunted house. Yep. Get into that. Okay. okay. So you look inside this clearing as uh, Luno rides his cart inside and the first thing that strikes you is the smell. The smell of this death and decay. Um strongly coming from inside this clearing as uh, the wind picks up just a little bit and wafts it your way. As you get inside, you look around and there are these dozens upon dozens of silhouettes of uh, these humanoids inside. And as you get closer with your low-light vision, um, you are going to see what appears to be zombies of various uh, townsfolk who appear to be um, almost all male um, who are in various states of decay. Um, you see their clothing is, is ripped and tattered and uh, a lot of it seems to be kind of out of fashion by uh, probably a couple years, if not a decade. Um, but the, the elements you think of them being out here has destroyed their clothing. Um, there's bone peering out in places where their flesh has been rotted. Um, but as you look around and move the cart inside, um, their, their shambling around this area stops. And then they all turn and look at you. Uh-oh. Let's see. Alexander, Talia, and Juliet were trying to stealth. Trying being the operative word, because two of them failed horribly. You don't know that. Um, well, Alexander crit failed. <laughs> That's metagaming. And Juliet rolled a two, but... That's why I rolled on in, because they were basically tripping all over themselves. Anyway, so Talia's hidden. Um, anywho, I'm going to say, is the lady of the house at home? And they all, like, start shambling towards you. In that case, I'm going to skip happily off the cart and one. Okay. Almost up to the front door. Wait. <laughs> Only knock three times anymore is impolite. Ten. I might be able to make it all the way up to the front door just by walking. <laughs> um, so as you jump down off the cart, these uh, 
these zombies start moving towards you and they get about five feet before they stop and just kind of like hunch a little bit and they don't appear to be moving anymore and around that time you're going to see the glow from this cabin get brighter as the front door opens and a figure walks out um, you're not getting a good look at them as they appear to be dressed in, in all black and they're silhouetted against the, the glow coming in from inside the cabin and uh, they appear to have their hood up and you can't see inside the shadow of the hood and they stand there for a second and then they start making these motions with their hands and then about 10 seconds go by and you start hearing this this soft what you think's crying for a second and it la it, it, it happens for probably about five seconds more and then it starts to begin sounding like laughter coming from this figure hi are you the hag of the story about what's his nuts and the dagger <laughs> hag that's that's very rude of you elf I see you've brought something that I thought I'd never see again. Why have you come here? I gather it has something to do with that dagger, yes? Yeah, it's kind of a problem. A little bit. Guys, come on up. She's probably friendly. Ish. I skip uh, off the line and just approach. Uh, okay. Mega yikes, this is not gonna end well. It's probably gonna be fine. Yeah, I guess Talia will follow them up and break her awesome stealth roll. Really? Okay. Okay, so you get about, um, like right here, um, and then she's gonna hold up her hand, and you see, like, the zombies. Uh, like turn to face you and then like hunch down like they're uh, they're getting ready to spring and she says I see you've come with enough magical trinkets to provision the companions I advise you to be on your best behavior as my friends here are very protective of me and we're very polite people there's no way we would do that as you say, you may approach. And as you do, the zombies back here start filling in the space behind you to cut off your exit. Alright, so um, you walk up to the, the front porch of this building and now that you get a better look at it, um, it seems like the stories were all wrong that you've been hearing about this being some like rundown cottage in the woods. It's it's very it's a very nice like two story cottage with this uh, like uh, red uh, tiled roof. Um, the wood here is well kept um, and kind of looks uh, from looking inside um, looks kind of warm and cozy. Well, that's influence reviews for you. Never trust Yelp. Exactly. 
so as you you come up you you get a closer look at the um, the figure here it is a woman with long uh, dark hair she has uh, these very fine uh, half elf almost elven features um, she has these like uh, long silvery dangling earrings and she has this uh, like uh, weave of silver wire and what appears to be sapphires uh, strewn through her hair uh, she's wearing this nice uh, like black velvet robe uh, and cloak and a what appears to be kind of like a, a silver belt um, by anyone's estimation you would think that this is a very beautiful woman not the hag that uh, you've heard about at all no I don't know the hag that was described to us was a very beautiful woman I, I would think hag is more of a job description these days no. open employment equal opportunity <laughs> uh, didn't the story mention that she was she looked really nice yeah she was a very beautiful half elf I don't know. I can't tell you guys parts, so there, oh, there's that. Racist. <laughs> so, uh, as you approach, she uh, she looks you over and uh, says, uh, "So, what is it you want from me? Why would you come all this way?" So we've got a. I accidentally became attuned with this dagger, which uh, I believe is something that you dealt with in the past. And uh, I'm trying to get rid of it, and not a lot's helping. So I'm wondering if you can point us in the right direction or help us out. I don't believe anyone could help you with that dagger, except for <laughs> perhaps me. Well, uh, here we are. Yeah, we're on a mission, a holy mission from our goddess, and we're we're kind of you know it, it's kind of annoying. He's, he's, yeah, the guy's a kind of a dick. What can what can we do for you to help us? Before we discuss that, which goddess would this be, and what sort of holy mission are you talking about? Ruin axes. <laughs> she starts laughing. <laughs> Ruin Axis. <laughs> Ruin's not a god. Oh, she's close enough. I'm gonna get <laughs> they, all snippy. Yeah, they meant lost. <laughs> Which is it? I certainly Each on his own mission. And what is your mission, Drow? What would you do for the Spider Queen? Well, what I do best, I just kind of move my sword a bit, playfully, not intimidatingly at all. Just, oh. uh, you know. <laughs> that's, just... a, that's adorable. A smirk. But, and a wink. But I would put it away as my friends here <laughs> getting a little anxious. And uh, you look around as you're swinging that sword. Some of these zombies have like started to to move in toward you with their hands outstretched as they can think that you're a threat. Feel, can zombies even feel anxiety? Uh, She's using artistic license. 
right. It would be like saying my my uh, you know my my dog smiling. Dogs smile all the time. They don't for sure. Like my bat is getting anxious. For example, somebody is like getting ready for a baseball game. All right, so. Why don't you come inside so we may parlay properly? Sounds good to me. Nice Very place kind. to get here besides. I'm not a big fan of the like ominous surroundings, but uh, it's nice. You get used to it, especially the smell. And she outstretches her hand and, you know, motions to uh, her undead army that is out in front of her cottage. So, uh, y'all walk inside? I do. Yep. I do. Yep. So, uh, as you walk inside, uh, the first thing that, that strikes you is, well, it, it's warm and, and it's cozy and you look around and, you know, there's all these, you know, animal skin rugs and, um, you know, comfortable chairs, even like this, this nice little table out in the middle of this common room, but it's the smell, uh, inside here. You're, you're smelling incense and like cinnamon and uh, all these smells that you Pumpkin think is spice. probably used to mask uh, what's going on outside. Um, there's a large fire going on in the fireplace on the backside of the room. And it's uh, the air outside. It's uh, getting pretty chilly, but in here it's uh, it's pretty nice. So uh, she is going to walk over to this uh, long table that seats probably about six people. And she's going to sit down at the end of it. And uh, she has a, a goblet there that she picks up and takes a sip from and motions for you to sit down. I would like to sit down. A uh, quick question is yep. Vakala still have her sword out? No, no. Okay. I actually just meant that was like moving it inside the um... Scabbard. Just, yeah, with a scabbard, playing with the scabbard, not actually taking it outside and swinging or anything. Got it. So, uh, you all sit, sit down. down. Luna sits down. Okay. And then, yep. uh, she's gonna motion with her hand and you are going to see a, uh, like a crystal pitcher appear in the center of the table and uh, at each one of the place settings a silver goblet appears and she says uh, please drink it's not often I have visitors that <laughs> quite frankly make it this far I would have killed you out of hand but <laughs> you interest me you're not the regular rabble town folk that come up here trying to prove their courage and and metal that <laughs> becomes part of my little group here. Are they really that stupid? <laughs> yes, they are. It's easy. I'm gonna take like a glass and start drinking, like taking a river. Okay, so uh, you start drinking. I used to play like this, and uh, it's a very fine red wine. Can I get a uh, pumpkin spice triple mocha? 
I don't know what that is. What is this mocha you Fancy coffee. Of? Coffee? Uh, yes. Coffee with chocolate and, and pumpkin spice is... It's... Spice. Um, Never had pumpkin spice. Pumpkin. She makes a uh, this intricate hand gesture and this uh, steaming pewter mug appears before you. And Luno drinks it. Well, um, sips it coffee because it's steaming. It's basically what you just described. Coffee with chocolate and spice made of pumpkin? Yes. <laughs> but can I learn that spell? Hey, Luna, are you gonna are you gonna thank the nice lady? Or are you just gonna? Oh yes, thank you very much. Yes, you're welcome, Elf. So, you've traveled all this way, and it seems your issue here is <laughs> the dagger, which I'm assuming it's more the demon inside than it is the dagger. Am I right, human? You got it. So. What exactly is it you would ask from me? Uh, is for some way to separate it from myself so that that way uh, Ornan does not try and eat my soul through the dagger? Yes, that's possible. And uh, what would we have to do to make that possible possibility? Well, considering, I'm sure you've heard the stories, how... Ornan was bound in the first place. I, I think you understand what it will take to remove you from it. Kill a baby? And she just smiles as she looks at you and takes a sip from her wine. Is that a yes? Yes. Okay. Um... Okay, uh, if that's it, like, we can just be back in, like, a couple hours. Shouldn't take too long to find a baby. They're all over the place. But, <laughs> I have a, <laughs> let's say, amusing counter offer. <laughs> I'm listening. I could just remove you from the dagger, and then some poor fool could pick it up eventually, and become cursed as again and don't me, get me wrong it matters not to me but I think what would be m more amusing and uh, be I don't know pleasing to my patron would be to destroy it or we could give it to one of the companions could we do that guys possibly I feel like they'd be too wary of it but uh I mean, we could or try one of their family members. Ooh, that's fun. So oh, it's a gift. Who's your patron, and why do they want the dagger destroyed? Well, it's not <laughs> as much about it being destroyed as, say, defiling a certain place. A uh, temple? <laughs> yes. Also not a problem. There's really only other one place where you could destroy this thing. It's, it's a place where some kinds of magic have less power. In this case, the magic that summoned the demon and binds it here on this plane, in that trinket. You would have to go to the Raven Queen Shrine, as it is a blight in my master's eye, 
and as I have sent many apprentices there to try to defile it, and <laughs> is always stopped. You could take the dagger to the Raven Queen's shrine and destroy it there. The magics inside it would defile the shrine for quite some time before <laughs> the clerics could bother to clean it up. That sounds good to me. Our morals here are very loose and on the go. Uh, speak Indeed. for yourself. Are there any here learned in the arcane arts among you? Her? Uh, I am. I pointed the lizard while sipping like a glass. <laughs> and what do you know? Um, magic? I, I don't know what you mean. I can cast spells. I'm not extraordinarily powerful, but I'd like to think of myself as a fairly good caster. She can also skitter around like a lizard on all fours if you ask her. Kala, I will be I'm very sorry. nice to you and not say anything. No, no, you're right. I'm sorry. You need to give her a bit of honey. She'll like it then. Oh. Uh, you look in this uh, woman here. Looks uh, very amused by this. See, she gets me. So, Dragonborn, what's the most powerful magic you know? Um, I believe the, the Tower of Insight. I went there to study for a tiny bit. Um, call it uh, Second Circle Spells. Um, maybe the most powerful one is I have to the ability to paralyze people, hold them in place. Against their will, obviously. And uh, th she thinks for a moment and says, uh, That may suffice. I would have to teach you the ritual in order to destroy the dagger. Quick question. Okay. What would happen to the demon? Um, she says... Does it mean uh, if we destroy the dagger only to release the demon and then we have to fight it? That, that's, that's a thing. It goes back to its plan, right? She says, uh, it could immediately go back to its plane or stick around for a moment, but without the binding magic, it's been here for so long. I can't imagine it would be, be allowed to be on this plane for more than a few seconds, if that's even the case. Okay. That sounds good to me. Although we would have to protect ourselves during those couple of seconds. I doubt he's going to be pretty happy. I mean, he's listening in right now, I would imagine, but uh, we'll figure it out. You hear this, uh, Shane, you hear this uh, chuckle in the back of your head. It says, <laughs> You fool, you'll never be free of me. How puny magics can't destroy this dagger, this plane that I now rule. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's getting pretty antsy in there. He's saying we can't do it. So he doesn't like the plan. Well, no, how does he, he feel about the whole releasing of my mistress and working alongside Wolf? Does he? Would he work alongside us? He could be a powerful ally, perhaps. What do you think, Ornan? Uh, he doesn't say anything. Uh, he's, he's not talking. Uh, you know, I don't... Even if uh, he did agree, I doubt we could trust him. Sounds more So, I figured... Yeah, I figured getting rid of him is the best way to go about it. 
So as you say that, you get the kind of the feeling that he couldn't hear um, Alunidas. And he says, Yes, yes, go ahead. Release me. I'll work with you. The chaos that we can create together. Let me let me stew on it. <laughs> it doesn't matter, it would never work. You can't destroy this dagger, and your soul will be mine after you die. And then someone else will find the dagger, and their soul will be mine too. And time means nothing to me on this plane. Yeah, he just keeps on rambling about how we can't destroy the dagger. It makes me want to destroy the dagger even more. Well, petulance is a powerful force in the universe. Talia finally uh, speaks up and says, that's accurate. I give Talia some of the wine. Oh, uh, no. She, she's passed on wine the, the whole this whole time. She doesn't trust anything that people give her that she doesn't, what? hasn't met. You don't want some wine? Julia, she doesn't want the hags. It's really good. It's like grape juice. In any event, it sounds like destroying the dagger is the best way to go. So we have to go to the Shrine of the Raven Queen, and we defile it using the ritual you'll teach Juliet, and that somehow will destroy the dagger and banish Oranon back to wherever. Yes, that should work. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I am always interested in uh, more magic and, you know, knowledge. Um, uh, teach me this ritual, which. And does this ritual require one person, or can several people help out if they have the aptitude? No, it would only require one. You must know a spell, and then must have the ritual components, which I will give to you. Exciting. That's kind of you. Well, that's convenient. And she smiles as she takes a, uh, another drink of her wine. That's my a master, very good wine, by the way. My master will be most pleased. And of curiosity, who is your master? Why, Orcus, of course. The... Um, okay. That Orcus, um... The one who lives down there? Well, <laughs> down in Kala? I don't, I don't know if this <laughs> plane's direction is down beneath our feet. That explains the zombies. She meant a more metaphorical down there. Down in the Orcus, I don't know. Is he in the abyss or the hells? My impression was that he was a demon, so he would be in the abyss. Only because I don't remember him in the hierarchy of the Nine Hells. He's a demon prince. Yep, he is a demon prince of the Abyss. He started his existence as a mortal on the Prime Plane. He's apparently a wicked spellcaster. Yeah, he's got a sick rod. Yep. It's a mace. Is it a mace? It's a mace with a human skull on the end. Looks like a rod to me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His symbol is a mace with a human skull on as the head. This kind of looks like a rod. I'd like to think of us as having this conversation in character. <laughs> Definitely not. I don't think we have enough knowledge to 
combine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm trained in religion. Do I have knowledge of Orcus, maybe? Uh, anybody who's trained in religion can do a religion check. I am untrained. What if I'm a jack of all trades? Oh, Luna would know all about Orcus. <laughs> so so I would know whether or not Orcus is on Ruin Axis's side. Um, you know that Ruin Axis, um, Lolth, and Orcus are all in the abyss, but what you know of, uh, greater demons and demon princes in the abyss is, uh, it's not like they all get along. Uh, to you, it's kind of odd that, uh, Ruin Axis would be, uh, work, or, uh, Loth would be working with Ruin Axis, uh, or doing anything to help her at all. Um, much less know of why Orcus would uh, do anything except to um, further his own ends as the Prince of Undeath. Okay. I'm not going to say anything, though. Or Luna isn't. Okay. Uh, Vicalia, uh, that's a six. Um, you've heard the name, but... Don't know shit. Yeah, other than that, you don't know much other than... Uh, Orcus is a uh, god and of uh, undeath, and necromancers uh, worship him. Yeah, before coming to this cabin, I thought he was a card game. <laughs> I mean, the color did. <laughs> so uh, I think we got our plan set in stone. Uh, I appreciate yes. the help on the front end. Back, back end, I think. I mean, we're we're at the start of the whole process, so I'd imagine this is the front end, right? The back end would this be is the on preparation the preparation stuff. The stuff that's under the stuff. I don't know. Doesn't really matter. Semantics. I don't think that's how I use that word, but I really like the word. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so if uh, you could teach Juliet the uh, ritual, fine hostess, we'll be out of your hair, and we'll be sure to tell the townspeople how. What would you like us to tell them? I don't care what you tell them. Okay. They're little more than vermin to me. I jokingly say, you could tell them you got old. <laughs> Why would you do that? Well, they might want to come and see and you get more zombies in your side. <laughs> if I need any more, I'll, I'll go into town and lure them out. As I did with... Never heard of the livery? What was his... What was his name? It started Jarek's with a D. Cousin? Yes, uh, da Darby. Darby, yes, that's what it was. You have a very good memory. <laughs> well, you know, you pick things up over the centuries. So, <laughs> shall we? Yep. And, yes, come uh, on, Juliet. She uh, goes over into a chest that is in the back of the room here by the fireplace and opens it up and starts pulling stuff out and she comes back to the table and uh, she lays down like this oil skin and starts um, putting things out on the table um, there's some chicken bones here um, there's some what appears to be uh, spice like marjoram there's also some incense there's also what appears to be some sort of like fleshy mass that has begun to decay. 
can't quite tell what it is. It appears to be some sort of meat. Um, she is going to pull out some silver thread and she's going to uh, spool it up around a stick and place it inside. And then she is going to pull out a piece of parchment and a uh, quill and some ink. And she starts uh, writing out these runes and some equations. Some of it seems familiar to you. And um, as she explains, this is a shatter spell. And then she begins to tell you, you know, what order that you're going to, you know, trace out like a circle uh, with this silver thread. And then how you're going to place like uh, the, these bones here in a certain formation. And um, she also pulls out this vial that appears to be blood that tells you, you know, after you place the dagger in the center, you're going to have to drip some of this blood on the dagger and then use um, the blood here to do this equation and this pattern around it. All in all, it takes you probably about two hours for her to explain it to you. And then she like asks you about it and she's like, no, 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 that's not it. And after about two hours, you think you have this ritual down. Any chance I could, um, like while they're practicing their ritual, like insight check the witch? Um, sure. See if like she has any malicious intent. Well, this ritual yep go ahead that's a 10 so um what are you trying to um uh does it seem like she's maybe cheating um get a uh, name i mean you you aren't an arcane practitioner so i mean what she's doing you have no idea what it would be but it doesn't seem like she's I mean, apparently, I mean, there is some, like, evil intent here, but you don't know if it's intended to you. Um, she has told you that she wants you to defile a shrine of the Raven Queen um, for the pleasure of Orcus. So that in itself is uh, pretty evil. Mm-hmm, yeah. But as far as, you know, there being a evil intent that you can glean toward you, you can't really tell. She just seems pretty involved in the, the ritual here and explaining to Juliet what to do and the, the motive here of defiling this temple. Okay. Uh, she's also going to tell you that um, as part of this ritual... Um, in the defilement of this temple she wants you to um, take a couple of the zombies outside with you and um, she has these chains um, she tells you that are outside where you can um, chain up a couple of them by the neck and place them inside the temple and then she tells you that um, she wants you to destroy or at least to face the um, uh, statue of the Raven Queen inside. Hey, a lot of instructions, but I think I've got it all. <laughs> Master will be so pleased. All right, I suppose we'll be on our way then. Okay. 
kind of take a sip of the wine get out uh yeah sure so uh as you uh leave the cottage um you turn around and look and she's just standing up on the uh the porch here just smiling at you with her arms crossed there are um some manacles and chains that are in this barrel that is at the back of the cottage where uh, she explained they would be. Um, so, who's going to uh, shackle up one of these zombies? She said that she wanted you to take three with you. I'm gonna do that. Okay. Yeah, hey, I don't think Luna is strong enough to carry chains. I'll take one. Okay. Uh, both okay. of you give me give me animal handling checks. Animal handling checks. What a time to be alive. 15. 16. Alright, so uh, both of you... Always have to one-up me. <laughs> um, so you go up, you find like the nearest zombies, and there's some out in the back of the house, and you find one, um, or two of them that appear to be fresher than the others. One appears to be a... Um, young man probably in his late teens or early 20s um his clothes are in in tatters and he has like a a belt and a short sword at his side um his most of his skin has uh, rotted off and he has like one eyeball protruding um and as you uh call up put the uh, the chain around his neck he 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 kind of like tries to get away from you and protests a little bit and he's just like, come but here Roy, come here um but you're able to get the 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 manacle around his neck and you start leading him out in front of the uh, cottage here um shane you find a another one who is like a was pretty big and muscular at some point he looks a little bit older he's uh probably in his uh mid-20s he's got long black hair and a uh, dark beard you by the size of this guy you would think he was probably like a blacksmith's apprentice or something like that and uh, you look and on his belt loop he's got like this uh what appears to be like a blacksmith's hammer um that he brought as a uh, a weapon um but uh, he's in pretty bad shape too. He's got um, his uh, parts of uh, his skeleton is poking through, like his hands and uh, his arms. Um, but you don't really have that much trouble. Uh, as big as a zombie this is, uh, he doesn't protest too much. And then uh, you find a, uh, another one, and you're kind of looking now around for like beef boys. And uh, you find a, another one who appears to be in his uh, late teens that was pretty muscular and still has some uh, flesh on his bones at this point. Uh, he's got like this red mustache and uh, shaggy red hair that is starting to come apart on his, uh, his skull where it's split down the middle from where his flesh is decayed. But uh, he looks like one of the newer ones around here. I'll take him. Um, but the other part of that is even... Um, they're fresher, but uh, they smell a lot worse because they've got more flesh on their bones. Uh, that's fine. Uh, it's only temporary, so we'll figure it out. 
Alright, so now you've got your your zombies. Juliet has the ritual components and the spell she needs. Um, what are we doing? Let's head out into the woods and talk to Ornan. Uh, I don't want to. I don't necessarily trust the lady in the cottage. I mean, she worked for Orcus, who is not a nice person. Uh, I actively have talked to Ornan, and uh, yeah, he's he's. I think he's kind of up for the idea, but uh, I'm not trying to trust him, you know. So, what do you? Well, let's. I'm assuming we're heading away from the cottage now. We don't necessarily want to stick around here chatting with the uh, lady nearby. Yeah, let's blow this pop stand. Um. So, what what do do we? If we free Ornan, will he actually disappear back to the abyss? Uh, can we roll an Arcana check or a? Uh, are you saying this like out in front of the house, or are you moving away? No, like no, I said, no, we're no. walking. Yeah, away. we're. Okay. Yeah, we're... So as you start moving away from the the cottage, um, this woman is going to like move her hand, and the zombies here are going to part to make like a ten foot. Um, space for you to walk through you get back to your cart here at the uh, Luna's cart at the edge of the clearing here assuming you gather like your your horses and your cart start making your way down this trail so um, we'll say that you stop probably two or three hundred yards away from here you're still kind of in this uh, pack clearing or not clearing but path here that uh, there's probably about 10 feet on either side you can either make it like try to pack in here or talk or you can make your way back out to the uh the intersection of this uh path to the uh other path that uh, you turned off of by the hemlock tree okay uh where's the temple in relation to us again um it's been let's see who here has actually been to that temple that would be alexander and juliet just those two yeah okay um, you kind of know where it is in relationship to the town, but as far as like where you are right now, you really don't have any idea where it would be unless you want to, uh, ask the, uh, woman or go back to town and find out. Okay. Cause, uh, I'm just trying to not be seen rambling around zombies in town. Uh, probably a good plan. How about we go to the outskirts of town away from people's eyes and then uh, we'll go into town to get the exact location of the temple again. How's that sound, everybody? Sounds good. Mm -hmm. What if we shoved the zombies who are undead into the bag of holding and carried them with us? You mean like put them into pieces and then just plop them in there? Or No, just the, we have a giant one. We can just kind of you know, scoop him up in it. Um, you kind of got the the beefy boys. You don't know that they would exactly fit inside of it, the opening of it. Well, um, they may just hang out in the woods with the zombies while the rest of us, actually only one or two of us needs to go into town to get directions to the Raven Queen's temple. Or you do have that uh, oversized bag of holding that you got off the uh, pinch that they may fit inside. That yeah, is that's true. true. That's that's what I was saying. Was the giant what, one? Uh, I'd say you'd be able to do that. 
would it wouldn't it make our bag of holding stink bad? Couldn't we pull out the stink? A. I don't think so. Uh, it says any item. Is stink like really an item? Tangible. Oh, it's it's made of tangible stuff. I mean, it's a it's a demo plane inside of that bag of holding. So I don't. I mean, unless you stick your head in there, you're not, probably not going to be able to smell anything. Okay, I guess we'll uh, scoop them up. Okay, so uh, describe to me how you get these zombies in this bag of holding. Uh, so just to clarify, if we nothing comes out of the bag of holding unless we like actively try and take it out, right? Yes, you have to know like what's in there and be reaching into it with the intent of pulling it out. Okay. Uh, I'll just turn the bag holding upside down and just kind of like put it over his head and just kind of slink down his body and then just (laughs) turn it upside down and he disappears. So it's basically like I'm I'm imagining like a bag of holding condom that you're putting over this. Or a hat. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what you're thinking. And then when we bring them out, we can just specify that we're leading them out by the chain and that way we're not grabbing you know rotten flesh and grossness yeah so instead of a banana you it's guys a zombie. are way overthinking this <laughs> all right so uh you get the uh the zombies inside of uh this uh large bag of holding without any problem okay um so yeah let's uh let's go to town real quick get the location of the temple and then uh head over sound like a plan Indeed. Um, I have two things to say. Um, First of all, we're not really going through with this, are we? You really would want to serve Orcus, a demon who opposes just about everyone. I wouldn't say supporting him, but uh, it's just an act of our, well, my benefit and their benefit. I don't think there's any detriment to us, is there? Unless she lied about the demon immediately being sent back to the abyss. And didn't you defile the temple once before? No, they stopped the necromancer from defiling the temple. No, I'm pretty sure we defiled it by kicking a body back inside or something. Yeah, I think uh, if I remember correctly, someone made a point of. They stopped the necromancer and then they took a dip in the pool of radiance. No, but we definitely, after betraying the party, we definitely did something to defile the oh. uh, place. Yeah, because you weren't concerned that the necromancer was defiling the temple. You were just concerned that the necromancer was in your way to getting the Ring of Planes. Mm-hmm. You know who it was? I bet you can't guess who it was. I bet it was Tivit. Uh, Tivit was dead. Yeah, Tivit was dead. He no longer plays with us, but his character uh, lives on in infamy. Oh, a monotee? Yeah. Or Vito? Uh, oh, no, also dead. Um, what's his name? Vito? Uh, Adel. No, Adel is the second Adel character. Adel had not it? yet joined. Adel didn't join until so he got what's back to the other guy. Vito, the beastful. Vito, yes. He ran, no, he ran away after uh, the betrayal. Oh, okay. Then who? So who it was one of you two. Of, I don't remember doing that. I thought it happened I, before you walked outside. Maybe it did. I don't know. Julia is an arcane spellcaster and is kind of familiar with some stuff. Would it be possible to edit this spell or this ritual? <laughs> Why is that? Uh, I trust the lady. 
yeah, A, don't trust the lady, and B, why are we defiling the Raven Queen's temple? Uh, we could be doing literally anything else, but maybe we can work with them to get the dagger off without having to defile the temple. Uh, as well, there's she, nobody at the temple, but... As the this woman explained to you, is only inside the temple, at, and part of this um, ritual is the dagger has to be placed on an altar in the Raven Queen Shrine in order for this to work. And the reason being is because of like the, the protection magics here in the the temple that work against like summoning um, is what's going to make the bond uh, between the demon and the dagger weak enough in order to remove the demon from the dagger and destroy the dagger. Okay. Now, I'm sorry if I didn't... I probably didn't explain that well enough. Just something I was curious about afterwards. I'm like, is it possible to change the spell? But you're right that it's a ritual with very specific uh, things on it. Yeah. And I as strongly she was, suspect. As she was explaining at the beginning of this, there's only one place where you could go to do this ritual, and that would be in the shrine. And I simply strongly suspect that freeing, that destroying the dagger will just release the demon on this plane. And then we kill the demon. Yay! Get XP. <laughs> All that XP, make it to level eight. What? We get Talia um, to do another double crit to kill. Triple um, crit, and yes. If you want to give me a religion or arcana check, Juliet, um, mm-hmm. to see exactly how you think this may work, what would happen once the this ritual is complete and what would happen to a demon that's no longer bound after they were summoned to an object. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It is a 21. Okay. So with a 21 from what you know of like conjuration and, and summoning when, if someone summoned like a greater demon, um, you would know that there would be a very limited amount of time um, to where the demon could be controlled and then um, it would just go back to its plane of existence. Okay, I get you. So, like, for instance, like, it's doing, what is it, Conjure Greater Demon, I think is... I was thinking exactly that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's like a warlock spell. So, you can, like, conjure an incredibly powerful demon from the abyss, but there's only a short amount of time where it would be summoned. Okay, perfect. That's a good explanation. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll see you uh, next week. This episode was brought to you by the letter O for Orcus. (laughs) (laughs) Dorcas. Thanks, people on Twitch. We'll see you around. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling-sized favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Howdy, folks! I'm Gerg of Gerg's Barbecue and Crematorium. 
and I'd like to take a minute to address some of the slander about my business. We have some of the finest slow-cooked barbecue in the Plains Nation, and yes, we offer all hours crematorium services, but never the twain shall meet. Rest assured that your delicious combo platter of pulled pork and mutton never touched the remains of someone's loved one. Death comes for us all, and at all hours, and we answer the call. But that doesn't mean you could be eating a person. You have my word, we keep it separate. So if you have a hunger in your belly, or sadness in your soul for the loss of a loved one, we can help. Gerg's Barbecue and Crematorium, we're always open. The music you heard on this episode was Shadowlands 4, Breath, Evening of Chaos, Giant Worm, Tempting Secrets, and Rights by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.